1975, proclaimed as the City of Destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the City of Grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. There's no Scott, nor Jeff, nor Brogan, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But seriously, guys, thank you for listening. You can find all of our past episodes if you just go to GritCityPodcast.com. That's where you can also find all of our social media. Check out and follow our Twitter, follow our Instagram, and uh, follow us on Facebook where you can find out all sorts of neat things like, well, our episodes or just uh, some of the pictures from the old boot to boot, which I'll get into in a second. And uh, also we have our Patreon, patreon.com slash grit city podcast. It's a good place for you to help us get equipment and maybe uh, help out with Scott's medical bills. He, uh, <laughs> for just four bucks a month, you can help us out. That's basically just a buck an episode. And uh, you can go a little bit higher for eight bucks and get a t-shirt. Or if you are a business or you know someone who has a business who might want to advertise with us, you can do so. Just, uh, you can hit that $50 business tier. Uh, if you guys got any questions or uh, anything like that, also shoot us an email, info at gritcitypodcast.com. Now, I talked about it just a little bit, but yes, we have recently completed the boot to boot. You heard the episode and you heard the little, uh, maybe the beginning of it where we were joking about Scott busting his ass. Well, and he joked about he broke his knee. Well, maybe that wasn't so much of a joke. We don't know for sure, but it has put a damper on what we've been able to do in terms of recording or doing anything else. So this is going to be a best of episode. I will talk about what we're going to be hitting up pretty soon, but just, uh, yeah, Scott is a little bit injured. So we're hoping that our next episode is going to actually be at Art on the Ave, which would have happened this last Sunday. And if we get some people out there, we do some recording, uh, maybe we'll be able to do that. Maybe we'll, uh, get rent ourselves a uh, wheelchair for Scott and make something happen on that end. Uh, in any way, in any case, we'll try to be out there and uh, get another episode. But in the meantime, this is the 2016 episode of Unleashed at the Stadium Bowl. Uh, if you don't know what this is, it's actually very interesting. Unleashed at Stadium Bowl is a challenge for participants, regardless of age, gender, build, or anything, on the stairs, we are one. What does that mean? The race will cover the entire stadium bowl, weaving the stairs by running up one staircase and down the other. The total steps climbed 814 and total descended 814 for a grand total of 1,628 steps. This is, uh, this is a very interesting thing, but it gets explained more when we have our guest on from this. If you want information about Unleashed at the Stadium Bowl, you can get it at unleashedatstadiumbowl.org. Uh, again, this is anyone who is eight years or older. Each participant under 18 will have to have a parent or guardian. All the information is there. This is happening on Sunday, August 4th. 
at 9 a.m. at Stadium High School Bowl, which is 111 North E Street in Tacoma. Uh, registration is open until July 28th. So this is out on the 15th. That means you've got just about two weeks in order to do this. They do have, um, it's a, definitely a thing, uh, not something I'm going to be running. And I don't think any of us at the Grit City Podcast are doing. But back in 2016, Scott and Brogan did talk with the organizer of this event uh, before my time. So I'm going to be listening to it with, along with you guys as well. So without any further ado, Again, check this out, unleashed at stadiumbold.org for all the information, and on to the best of episode. All right, fuckers, let's podcast. All right, the Grid City Podcast is back after two months of glorious vacation. I missed you very much, Scott. I missed you too, man. Vacation <laughs> was nice, so. Yeah, it went out, and I, I, I learned about me, and lots of life changes. I moved off to of Sixth Ave, all in my little apartment. I'm happy kids doing all right high schoolers and you know it's yeah. good and we're back and i'm excited in the next evolution here so welcome and we apologize for all of you that are wondering how come you kept getting repeats <laughs> when we bothered to post them so today on the grid city podcast we are joined by mr brian nelson uh he's come to us as a recommendation from uh the choose vets episode if you go back and listen to that Stephen buchanan spoke very highly of him and we started looking and we realized that we're way we're way outclassed in our exercise and uh mr brian is the mastermind behind the unleashed stadium bowl stair race right is that what you call it brian? yeah unleashed stadium bowl unleashed yeah. stadium bowl it's the coolest race in the history of mankind tell us a little bit about that okay so uh Kelly and I have an animal rescue, and we hate dinner auctions, so um, back in 05, we started uh, Kindred Souls Foundation. We find homes for dogs and cats, abandoned, abused, and unwanted, and we had done traditional, maybe fun, I guess traditional in quotes, uh, fundraising techniques, dinner auctions, a golf tournament, a casino night, and I was working at the Tacoma Armory up on 11th. Uh, this was 07 time frame. I just come back from overseas. And my lifting buddy was like, hey, dude, since you've been gone, I've been running these stairs at the stadium. Go run. They'll break you off. <laughs> and I was like, please, right? Uh, please. That, that was my like thought. And, stairs in the world. <laughs> well, and you've and, seen the stadium. You've seen you've I, thought it before, I, I, right? I hadn't, really, well, okay. yeah. Well, that's so, why he tricked you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is he's – so I told him, I said, all the stairs? He's like, yeah, everyone. I was like, okay. And so – I went down there and ran. There's 21 flights, right? Each flight is 60 steps. This is way before OSHA too, right? I mean, it's, they're steep. And so I ran up and down all 21 flights of stairs. And I, and I was, I was totally broken off. I could barely walk for about four days, but it wasn't like bone pain or ankle pain. It was just muscle. And so I thought, well, that'll heal. You know, this is, uh, this is good. And so at the time I was a uh, battalion commander, uh, XO, I was the executive officer of an MI battalion in the guard and I was between two battalion commanders. So I was in command for about eight months and I immediately thought officer PT, right? This is how we'll, <laughs> Oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so we started doing uh, officer PT there and then I would, uh, this is like Oh eight Oh nine. And then, uh, then I made, well, highly encouraged the rest of the soldiers, you know, by like saying, Hey ladies, the men are going to run the stairs, you know, um, all the soldiers would run the stairs. 
and it, it got into like this battle rhythm where I'd run the stairs every day after work. It's just a really quick, uh, brutal workout. And, uh, and finally one day I was in there, it was a day like today actually, but April of 11 and I had run the stairs all by myself and I was on the home side towards the end. If you can picture that where the tennis courts are mm-hmm. and I'm looking out at, uh, looking out at the, the sound, like soaking it all in, feeling equal parts, master of the universe, right? I just run all these stairs by myself, um, which I think is harder, right? Because it's easier to quit on yourself than quit in front yeah, of an audience. Nobody can see you. Yeah. Right. Um, I do that a lot. But at the, at the same time, like, <laughs> like equanimity, right? Connected, egoless. Equanimity. Yeah. I mean, and, but I, and, I, and I had the thought that, like, this is by design, right? Like, this is how I feel in this moment is how... How you how mankind is supposed to feel, and, I'm, and I thought, how can I get make other people feel this way? And I'm looking out, and I, I just said, I need to race this effing bull, right? I just, um, and, and that was like the only way I thought to to have other people experience the feeling I had in that moment. And so I came home and said, honey, we got to race the stairs, but they uh, they locked the school up, so we might have to raise money for uh, the school or something. And she's like. No way, we're not going to do anything unless we're raising money for Kindred Souls Foundation. And so we, and I was like, I was duh, so focused, right? right? Yeah, totally duh, right? I was so focused on just wanting to run these stairs. Uh, we're like, oh, great. And so we started throwing around ideas, and that's why we came up with the idea or the name Unleashed at Stadium Bowl. And I had no idea of like the route or, did you know what I mean? I just knew I wanted to race the stairs and uh, I have a hard time picturing it exactly what a rate like like over there's a map on there well no but like what that actually looks like with people like if you and I are racing I want to get past you somehow right oh yeah so so there was there was a little engineering right and I I would sit there and I at the time I was running the stairs again probably five or six days a week I I, I PT in the morning before I go to work so I could be a gentleman at work and then run the stairs before coming home so I could decompress and right so you ran it hold on you ran that Every day, five two days times a day, twice a day. <laughs> well, I don't actually. No, I would. I'd go to the Y and lift, okay. right, and then I'd run. That was like my well, end people, of. Tell people what what the run is. You know the numbers, right? Yeah. So, so how far is it in it, number of stairs? It's only three quarters of a mile, right? E- easy, easy peasy. Uh, but it's eight hundred fourteen stairs up, eight hundred fourteen stairs down. And so what we do is we line everybody up at the uprights, uh, away from the water, closest to the. Uh, parking lot of uh, mm-hmm. fastest to slowest by mile time and then leave it's all chip timed and so we leave on about a three to uh, probably five to ten, ten second interval in groups of about three to five and then there are 12 flights on one side on the visitor side nine on the other with those two entrances right the the visitor entrance from third ave and then the main hundred stairs that you that you walk in yeah that you see that it kills all yeah. the parents right 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 yeah. we call that the widow we call that the widow maker but so we leave on about a three to five second interval and we go to the visitor side and you, can, you guys can see from that uh the back of that we serpentine the bull so you go up one flight over down over up over down um to include both entrances and because uh, you couldn't leave them no, right i love that you guys run the entrance stairs that too. is a motherfucker right look at that <laughs> yeah. i flipped this over until that. just now yeah it, it, what's, what's funny is uh, some people won't train or they don't, won't really know what they're getting into, yeah, right? And yeah. and you'll see them like walk it. We we lock it all of the um, fences and we make people walk down to like you know if you can drive into the bowl if you go all the way down uh-huh. Third Ave, 
So we make everybody come in that way for, for safety and control. And some people, you'll see them come in and, and to see the bull from the bottom. From the bottom first. Right, yeah. I'm <laughs> oh. kind of like, what have I got myself into? Because well, uh, it's like a, a full-size stadium, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, I don't know how many people it seats, but I mean, for people listening that's never seen Stadium Bowl, like, it's huge. Yeah. And it's right on the sound. It's, it's a beautiful. It's iconic. Right. I mean, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt spoke there, right? right yeah, it. it's, it's exactly. That's how I tell people. It's, the school looks like Hogwarts, right? Uh, mm-hmm. the, the bull is, uh, I mean, it's a piece of our history. And so it, I mean, initially, I just kind of wanted to run the stairs, race the stairs. That was this, uh, um, that was the initial impetus. And then we realized, wait, this could be a way for us to raise money for our animal rescue. And, and not... Like how people give philanthropically, usually kind of like toothpaste or or insurance or anything. You make a decision and you don't lift from that very frequently, right? If you're going to give your money to breast cancer, people give money to breast cancer. I like that you use toothpaste because I was just thinking, you're right. I've never changed my brand of toothpaste. We don't change, right? Inertia. So, so instead of doing a dinner auction or 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 a a fundraiser where it's it's explicitly in the animal rescue community. We might be pulling some money from the Humane Society or other rescues, right? We're asking people to make a choice between Crest and Aquafresh, right? So what I like about the race is it's a race. It's a comp- the demographic is wide open. It's to everybody. Most people, I would guess probably only about 10% of, the, of our participants race exclusively because of the mission of the animal rescue. Everybody else just kind of wants to race. Right, so we're we're growing the pie, the philanthropic pie for for animal rescue without taking anything from from other like minded organizations. Yeah. yeah so, um, but those people were still going to give that money to the to the local animal. Right, and, and they still and will. The racers right. will do this because a they want. I mean, that's a great idea. Yeah, they want the t shirt. They want the you know they want yeah. the challenge. They want the whatever. Um, and so we, it was funny because we. Uh, I kind of framed it or, or marketed it for for years as this smash mouth crossfitish, right? Uh, the hardest, excuse me, like the hardest half mile or three quarters of a mile you'll ever the hardest run. Thing you'll do on yeah, stairs. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, and what this was August was our sixth year, and so what we began to recognize is that that appeals to like you know two percent of the population. I, I'm in that two percent, right? I like that smash mouth stuff, but. Most people don't. And, but if you can picture, say, 400 people, 500 people at the uprights and then people leaving on a 10-second uh, interval, within like 10 minutes, the entire st- all the stairs have people on it. There's music playing. We, got, we, we hire a DJ. We don't allow earbuds for safety. And we serpentine again for safety, only one way on any flight of stairs. Uh, and we go fastest to slowest. Again, for safety, like we allow passing, but yeah, don't let me lead the pack because I'll get run over by ninety-five percent of the. <laughs> it, right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but everybody is a witness to everybody. I mean, if you can picture that, everybody sees everybody, and th- whether you're a five-minute miler or a twenty-minute miler, you're a mouth breather running stairs. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it exacts the same toll. Yeah, there's a reason why they say stairmasters are the tool. Like, <laughs> right. Hell, it's it's fluorescent lights and stairmasters. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I mean, think of think of movies like Rocky or Rudy or Creed. Mm-hmm. To witness suffering without quitting is like the definition of inspiration. Right. To to see someone else do something and not quit that challenges them it 
yeah. it fills your it fills your cup, right? It, it expands your soul. And what we see is everybody's everybody starts cheering everybody on. People finish the race and then they line the track and start cheering everybody on. People will go and run the stairs with people they don't know, encouraging. It is. It's so inspirational. It's it's hard to really describe. You have to to see it. My, our volunteers. It takes about sixty volunteers. It's a pretty heavy lift to pull this off. Um, free, almost every year, they're they're uh, misty eyed with inspiration. You know, cheering everybody on. Um, but we uh, we recognized this this last year. About this time last year, Kelly and I were talking about the race, and we realized that. What we have here is an opportunity to build a unifying experience for uh, Tacoma, right? That's why we added a formula um, called grit city effort plus shared struggle equals kindred connection, right? Um, collective suffering builds teams. Double days in August are as much about team building as they are fitness, right? To, and when you are... There are a few things that pierce the ego or shatter it. The humanities, sometimes, right? Um, music, art, uh, movies. Sometimes religion will do it. Sometimes, sometimes these things polarize people as well. Mm-hmm. But guaranteed, every single time, flat out, 100% physical exertion. effort. Exertion. Yeah. Does exertion it every, does do it every, every time. time. And so what yeah. you, we found is everybody is... When you're bent over, sucking air, right, totally mouth breathing, and you see anybody else, doesn't matter how, what their body shape is, who they are, what they look like, when they're doing that, in that moment, you love them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's authentic. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it is real. And so what we want to try and do, and what we've tried to shift our focus is, is to, like, extend that moment and engineer it. Right? Take advantage of that natural phenomenon of this egoless time frame and and insert all of the tribes, right? Insert uh, who we are in our community. And that way there's a moment in time where everybody sees each other for who they really are. Really, you see each other yeah, at your best. it's not about your job. It's not about... Your skin color, your gender, your, 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 any of it, any of it. It's, it's that you've done what I've just done. Machine that is, we are in the same. Right. And it's, uh, so we think moving, uh, you know, long-term strategically that we can like, this is the two, five, three. Do you know this what I mean? Is like, the yeah, this is it. Is it a Sarko? Is it Pack Ave in the '80s? Is it the Crips having a shootout with the the, the Rangers back in the in the late '80s? That happened right in front of my old apartment. No shit. Yep, right wow. on the block. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I was a young troop at Fort Lewis when that happened. Um, but uh, or is it? Talk about biting off more than you can chew. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Or is it the University of Washington Tacoma? Right. The hey, the, the University revised of Washington Tacoma it, changed the face of downtown Tacoma. It, yeah. Singularly. It, it, or you know that stadium, uh, Rust Point Rustin, right? Or is that who we are? And if if stadium, God, I hope we're not Point Rustin. <laughs> it, it's clean, it's right? Beautiful. I mean, yeah, yeah, beautiful. it's beautiful. Yeah, it, what's that? It freaks me out. They put a movie theater where they're they put a building with no windows that you're supposed to sit on the in the dark on the waterfront. Yeah, that's ironic, isn't it? Yeah, it's like ooh, yeah. yeah. Is that what we are? Is that yeah. what humanity's turned into? But anyway, that's a whole different issue. Yeah. Me. So, so I guess what we want to do is I would say that um, stadium would be the iconic uh, 
picture of, of who we are in, in this community. And we're Grit City, right? What does grit mean? It's, it, it, it's indomitable spirit, right? It's, it's, it's uh, not quitting. It's getting hit and, and spitting out, you know, a little bloody tooth and, and, and getting back up, brushing. However you want to describe it, yeah. um, it is uh, unrelenting effort. Perseverance. Perseverance. And the st- the, running the stairs exercises that I don't quit muscle, right? So um, we, uh, we've gone from like 100 folks, 120 maybe the first year. This year we were at 471, which um, I, I really want to cross the 500 threshold, right? That would be. But, but even at 470, we're a legit race, you know. I we, think we can probably round you up about 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did this thing, too. We called it a we, uh, this is the second year we did it. We, we call it a community partnership. So we'd give um, a registration code to a gym, a business, a organization, any affiliative organization. And so you get 10 people to sign up for the race, and then we treat you like a sponsor. And so we put logos on our website, Facebook, in, in our little program guide that I've shown you. And then they get a booth out on the grass. And that's where what I hope is where the magic will happen, right? That's where... That is how the magic happens in Tacoma, I guarantee it. That is something that we have seen grow in every event. As soon as you start getting other people involved, because we're all a giant community down here. Right. Exactly like, I mean, most, you don't have too many businesses that have any issue doing things like that. And they stand behind Tacoma. And what you're doing, and especially in the way you so clearly articulated it, was that is something everybody should be able to get behind. So, uh, yeah, I got no problem with being able to round up ten people to do this. No, you should be able to do that. No. Any business you do that. Yeah, I just I can think of you know six businesses that we know right now that would even not only round you up ten people, but I mean they'll throw down a little. Hey, if you do, you put something to put in their bag, right? Like, hey, here's a buy one get one free for a beer at eleven eleven. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to speak for them, but I mean they do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a what well, we're hoping. Like my my crazy vision is this runs. Um, well, I've, I've talked about, I forgot to talk about the main intent, the, the, the intent, all the money goes towards Kindred Souls Foundation. And our, our objective is to raise enough money through the race for operating costs of a, of our future no kill sanctuary. So we think that's going to cost about a half million dollars, you know, in salaries. There's, there'll be more than, it can't just be volunteers if we have an actual place, um, I got a and, big piece of property in Gig Harbor. I'll sell you cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's a if we could get three to five thousand. I don't know how big it could get, but the race really can run all day, right? We could probably get a thousand people through an hour, and then end with a concert. Uh, you know, everyone comes back, kicks their shoes up. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, in in a, like an early evening summer day, Especially in the stadium bowl, in stadium bowl, bowl dancing on that grass. Who would? Yeah, who would? So that's like the strategic, uh, you know, five-year kind of objective. Um, but uh, but five years, yeah, I think that's, totally that's way fa- you can do that way quicker than five years. Get a couple of food trucks to park down there on that third on the, that little entrance down there. Yeah, and I mean you're set. You have a night out. Not only do you have you just busted your ass, but then you get to celebrate your achievement with all these other people that you just. Yeah, wouldn't that, that wouldn't that be I cool? Mean, that wouldn't yeah. be so bad. Yeah, I, it, I mean that sounds super healthy and fun. No, that's a great vision, man. Thanks, dude. I I think it could be. I mean, I think uh, we're we're. Uh, if I don't die on the stairs, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not running. laughs> you know, half of uh, uh, almost we'll bring none of our volunteers, <laughs> uh, the kindred souls volunteers, 
uh, they, they think we're crazy, right, to, to run the stairs. They love to put it in. They're all in. This is their race. Um, but the idea of running stairs, even to my wife, is like she's like, you got to be out of your mind, right? She would never, it wouldn't even consider. No, I'll, I'll run it. Yeah. Oh. You don't have to convince me, dude. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I have to. Uh, no. Like, come on, Scott, do it with me. Well, wouldn't it be cool too, though, if you think like if we could find a way to? And I've talked to the school district. I'm going to reengage with them uh, to get access to the the stadium, but have like the weekly attendance of people that run the stairs, like three to five thousand people, like like own it, not just for this our race, but like this is this iconic venue. There are probably two to three hundred people that regularly that's in there. They've been doing it for five, ten, twenty. Some people twenty, thirty years. Like running the stairs is their their exercise. But if uh, anytime you looked at a stadium, there's always a couple hundred people out there getting it done. I, maybe that's the the crazy man in me that sees I that as cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like always using this uh, facility to uh, um, to stay fit. We'll see if we can if we can get there. That would be but, cool to have those people kind of donate or raise money somehow for the school to keep it up. up if that's what you're thinking, th- my thought was like, yeah, like a uh, um, a key key card access. You know, you pay like fifty bucks annually or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that goes um, right into the boosters club. Yeah, yeah. right. Or, or to stadium maintenance, or yeah. or to something. You know, uh, something, yeah, whatever, something like yeah. whatever, whatever it would be. But uh, um, we'll see. We t- we engaged with them last year, and then the flood hit. And, oh, that and, was yeah. ugly. Ugly. That picture of the stadium flooding was crazy. Yeah, like, Kelly and I. How has that never happened before, right? Well, I think I'm sure it's it happened. happened. You yeah. saw that they had the drainage for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, we were like, what are we going to do? This has been now like our, this is our new thing. This is how we're going to raise money for our, our you know. August, so you know it's uh, not going to flood. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, and if your race gets big enough, like as you expect it to, you know what I mean? Right. To, to support the school like yeah. yeah well and you're gonna have to like, yeah, if you're totally putting that possible. kind of wear on the yeah. stadium you, i mean you have to be able to figure right. out how to make it right with the school right. like that could be a thing well, and it's for an important them. issue to you too so yep. like that yeah. makes a difference right yeah Some people will just yeah. use the facilities and never look, yeah. look back right but yeah. yeah nobody's trying to just wipe their ass with the stadium no bowl. no it's beautiful so, yeah. yeah it is beautiful Let's yeah it's it, it, it you'll see frequently people come from all over and they're standing up at the top taking pictures yeah you know, doing selfies. Yeah, uh, post a picture of it. Uh, maybe I'll throw yeah. it on the cover art or something. Well, my, my son plays for Lincoln, and so it's two two games a year at stadium. And, boy, you want to see something funny. Watch all the stadium parents get mad at those stairs, boy. <laughs> all them big Samoan women just pissed. <laughs> well, I've never walked down. to. The, I've only taken pictures from the top. I won't yeah. even walk down. Like, uh, Is there an elevator? <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah, yeah, I got a golf cart take you around the backside. But I mean, and it's not. I mean, that's not a joke. Like, there are people that go stairs. Like, that's got to be harder than the Columbia Tower. I, I think so. One of it, it it's you're you're climbing, de- you're coming down the stairs right, as well. Intervals, really. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a perfect way to. It, it's how quickly you can recover, uh, and then you know go back up. But the stair coming down the day after, if you haven't trained, it's coming down the stairs that hurts. It's not climbing the stairs. It's the, the impact it's, of it. it. What do they call it? Eccentric contraction, right? Extending the muscle under load. Uh, and that's what you're doing when you're like I just stepping about down. Eccentric contractions from Joe Rogan's podcast the other day. Yeah, he had uh, uh, those crazy brothers that do the like uh, uh, dad was a football coach. They do all of the MMA guys like calisthenic training, oh, talking about the 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 backwards and forwards of muscles. 
Oh man, that'll yeah. get you. Doms, right? Delayed onset muscle soreness. That that's where like I guess eighty percent of the doms comes from. I pulled a muscle E-centric. driving the other day. I'm so out of shape. <laughs> Lost twenty six pounds and done almost nothing. <laughs> like hmm. that's good, dude. Twenty six. That's no joke, bro. Yeah. Well, I, I that's no joke. This morning, right? and I was like, I was at before good for my you. divorce. I was at two fifty six. I'm at. I was at two thirty six this morning. Nice. Like it's like thirty pounds, something close. Keeping up on it. Damn. I'm a liberal arts guy. Let me yeah. see. Let me carry yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's impressive. Yeah. Just not eating. Like this is this is where I get my carbohydrates. This and vegetables. Right. Yeah. Like, He's holding up a beer. Yeah. <laughs> like and steak and yeah. Like, if I'm gonna get carbs, yeah. I'm gonna get them from beer, right? Like why not? Yeah, liquid bread and sadness. <laughs> uh, Hey, it's Justin for the Union Club in Tacoma. And what is the Union Club? At the heart of it, it is a co-working space that is nice enough to let us actually record here, which is awesome. It is a spot where you can get a cafe membership, which is meaning that from 9 to 5 in the morning, you can have yourself a working space all the way up to your own private office. One of the beautiful things about this is that all levels of members get the beautiful view. They have print, scan, and copy services with Internet and utilities included. You can get an incoming mail service. So if you need a business address, it's right there. Free coffee, tea, and purified water. Access to the conference room. And, of course, all of the monthly events. If you want to hold your own event, anybody can do so. But with membership, you get a cheaper pricing, which is always good. If you want some information or to schedule a tour, head over to www.unionclubtacoma.com. This is also where you can get links to their social media and you can see pictures of the location, how much personality this place really, really has, how awesome it is, and then maybe get yourself a tour. Again, check them out at unionclubtacoma.com. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're, you're obviously a man of, of the military ilk. Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, where, where are you from? I grew up in Modesto, California. Uh, came up here... Uh, 89 was when I first got here uh, with the army and uh, I'll tell you the first day I woke up so we got I got here early March of 89 and of course it's the army so you were coming in the middle of the night right and it was snowing slash raining you can't see anything and we get to to Fort Lewis into our, our barracks and the next morning was a day like this except it had just snowed like six inches and I don't know if you guys have been on Fort Lewis but I was. Do you know where the like the main parade field is, where the corps headquarters? Um, it's these old yeah. Gothic brick buildings, right? So I'm walking out. It's my first day, like in the army, outside of basic training, and uh, and and I see Mount Rainier. There's the entire world is covered in this beautiful blanket of six inches of snow. The the parade field, which is about two, a two mile perimeter, lined by fir trees. All this snow is in the in the trees, and I, I was literally stopped in my tracks. And I was like, this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. I want to spend the rest of my life here. I mean, it was... it was Yeah, Washington's really easy to fall in love with. Uh, it, it, it just hit me. And uh, so I, the next, met Kelly. Kelly's from Bellevue. Um, we did a little bit of active army stuff, went to Europe, came back. I went to the language school. I was a, an intelligence officer um, in the army. And uh, I just retired... A year ago, about a year and a couple weeks ago. Thanks yeah. for your service, bro. You bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good gig. You know, I mean, it really is. It's a, uh, I went out, 
I got out. I did my undergrad and grad school at night while I was enlisted. Um, got out of the Thanks, army. GI Bill. Yeah. Well, this was a, yeah. Actually, and I was using tuition assistance, so I still have GI Bill left over, right? Um, and uh, left in '97. Went out into the corporate world, but I stayed in the guard uh, part time. Like Steve's in the Army yep. Reserve. Um, oh, talk about a deal for him. Oh, it's a good deal, God. man. And I had gone through officer candidate school, and I was uh, this was then nine eleven happened, right? And I knew we were going to rumble, and I felt I was. I learned I was happier on the weekends than I was uh, Monday through Friday going to work, and so I found a way to get um, one of the few jobs that are active duty in the guard, and so. From '02 until last year, I was active duty in the Guard, which was a great gig, which allowed Kelly and me to have an animal rescue, right? I mean, to do some of the things that a active duty officer could never have done, uh, start a race, you know, and, and you're really, I feel, part of this community. Um, I mean, we've been here since 95, so this is, this is home, uh, where if I would have probably moved six or seven more times if I'd been active duty. So um, now I work for a tech company that does foreign language training, which is pretty cool. Um, I, uh, well, foreign language training. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of one of my geek spaces. Um, so we send guys to Monterey to learn Chinese, Arabic, Pashto, Farsi. I learned Russian. Uh, and uh, then we bring them back. And to be language is an enabler for intelligence or special operators, right? You're, we're not actually linguists, but it's kind of – You got the guys that listen to – listen to code coming yep. in across yep. like oh, those no, two chinese dudes talking about what they're going to do on thursday we don't care about this right <laughs> that interrogations what yeah. whatever so but it's kind of like speed to an athlete do you know what i mean like language isn't the skill it's the skill that enables another skill um so it facilitates collection and and reporting and um uh, so but my soldiers nobody studies anything ever right so <laughs> ever and ever. uh <laughs> Uh, we, we had in the guard, we have 39 days to train a foreign language, Chinese Mandarin, let's say, or, or Russian or You or can Chinese. teach somebody to speak. No, no, no. They've, they've learned it. Language. And then, but it's to maintain that skill. So one you know, 39 days is what you have one weekend a month, two weeks a year to train a foreign language, to train intelligence skills, shoot, move, communicate, right? Soldier skills, administrivia, like it's a nearly impossible task. So, uh, in 04, I built a, uh. We called it a language immersion. We used to study language every Saturday of drill, and we just got worse, right? We were just terrible, and I, I didn't like it. So we we changed up the training schedule, and we would, what I would say, violently shove 150 hours down their throats in two weeks. So you'd go to class 12 hours a day, no English allowed. Yeah, but and, and I'd go through it, right? It, 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 it was hard, but it's effective. So then in 2009... We had just done a language immersion. This is about the time I was running the stairs and, and doing all this kind of crazy stuff. We had done a language immersion, and I was leading our, what we call it, a after-action review. And I was like, hey, you guys are all fit now, right? Everyone looks good. I always use athletic kind of analogies for language. I said, but McDonald's is right outside the gate, right? I know you guys are going to be stuffing your face with fat burgers in six months. You'll be, you'll be out of shape again, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so what you need is a hard intense directed you know workout and i look at my captain who was uh my language guy like what we need is crossfit for language training and so uh we built LingFit, uh and for about two years out of the armory uh we were running a little tech startup uh out of out of the pressure had gone to jail right um but uh we were building a website of language training 10 minute wads 
of of touching the language. And uh, anyways, the the company I work for part time now, uh, they have the technology an order of magnitude better than what we could do, and uh, and we're doing. Um, uh, a version of of kind of LingFit, so kind of still building the same content. Well, I just downloaded yeah. that uh, Duolingo app. That's a good I'm app. Learning, I'm well. My Spanish is okay, but I'm working it because I'm going to Spain here in the next year. Cool, fun, just because I deserve it. Yeah, and uh, I've been using that app. Going, this is really clever. I like what this is. So the idea of language as a technology in the world makes like that needs to be more of a thing. Like we're all getting closer every day, right? And it's it. it there's so much to learn in a foreign language that that I think uh, one, but security, economic reasons. Plus, it just makes your brain stronger. You become more curious, right? When you, it's like learning to play anything. When you when you learn something that's that hard, you are um, other things come easier. New neural yeah. pathways. You, you, sharp, you sharpened new, new right uh, skills, and I even really like more that, horsepower. Yeah, in your brain. Uh, well, you're power. building new neural paths. Like Ab- absolutely. Neural yeah. pathways. And, and you're, you're strengthening that muscle. Your brain hey, muscle I just brain. learned an entire another way to communicate with an entire other culture. What else? What other parts of these muscles? And it's cool, yeah. right? I mean, it's cool. It, yeah, it, it, it's you fun. Speak Farsi? Nobody speaks Farsi. I speak Farsi. I think there's more people now than ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and when you look at the way schools did language, when I was in school, it was, all right, here's a textbook, and here, fill in these blanks, and then you, hopefully your teacher is remotely competent. Right. Well, when now with technology being what it is, I can't imagine that there's too many really genuine French teachers left. Like, you know how much of that's got to be technology-driven now? At least I hope it is, because it's way better. We, we say you, uh, there's declarative knowledge, right, like uh, facts and figures. Take, it, take driving, getting your driver's test. You, you need to know what the speed limit is. You need, there's a knowledge test. Then there's the um, functional knowledge, right? Uh, how to drive, how to do a three-point turn, how to, how to back in. A little bit different. Uh, for language, declarative knowledge is the words and phrases that – and you need to know a ton, right, of, of declarative knowledge. So technology can expedite that acquisition of declarative knowledge much faster than – um, a, a teacher, and then hopefully, like Khan's Academy. I don't know if you guys have seen that. The the time you're in front with an instructor, that's a higher order skill. Then you're into procedural knowledge, how to say the language, understanding nuance, grammar, uh, um, all these other things. That <clears throat> without that base of declarative knowledge, everybody looks at their shoes, right? Avoids eye contact with the instructor and just feels. I mean, it feels like you. Like All of those things, yeah. So. I can memorize the words. <laughs> well, you say right. you're a big fan of Tim Ferriss, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, have you seen in his, um, I think it's his cookbook of all things, he has uh, one page on different languages, and he gives you questions to ask to learn I have to get to Tim Ferriss. Yeah, he, well, I've got, and I've, I've looked at his, because uh, he, he, the, he <laughs> you sign up for his podcast, and he, he sends you a, like a 10-page PDF on, on language acquisition. You know, he's, yeah, he is a, He's brilliant, and what I, he, and but he sets his own boundaries and holds himself accountable very, very well, right? Uh, which I think the rest of us could you we we could use a little more what I call breadcrumbs and scaffolding. In well, okay, so on that topic a little bit. So this is the thing for me. Um, so what do you think separates people? 
um, people that actually do things like that, like people that carry on even though they like they don't want to run the stairs because I don't fucking want to run the stairs, man. <laughs> do you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's no way. Like to me, it would be humongous effort to get me out to run the stairs. So, what do you think separates people um, that that like to do things like that, that actually push themselves or hold, give themselves boundaries like he does? That's it. That's that's a that's a big that's a, yeah, that's a big question, one. right? Um, and and I think that because you seem like one of those people that, that pushes yourself. You fuck, you run those things every day for whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, it's that's it's one of my strengths, right? I mean, like like physical physicality. That's how I renew myself. So it's not only uh, it. I've always been active, right? Since since I was a kid. Uh, I, I think for those that aren't. You know, when you find what you're good at, when you can find and narrow in on your strengths, um, we want to use those in as as many times and capacities as possible throughout the day. When you asked about the other thing, it, it's funny you say that because my friend and I we just started a a company called Grit 360, and we're going to train mental skills and uh, resilience, uh, kind of like you at your worst, protected, right, keeping you. When when uh, when we begin to spiral, uh, counterproductive thoughts that are there are six to eight normal patterns of thought that are super counterproductive for us. Teach people what those are, how to recognize them, how to chalk block them, um, and then like you at your best, power law kind of growth, right? Like who are you? Um, and so we we have to teach people what their strengths are. How one begins to develop habits of accountability, personal accountability. I think frequently I'm a big friend of fan of breadcrumbs, right? Very s- small steps and uh, feedback loops. Uh, most, most people like when they want to start exercising require a friend, right? A partner or a group. Um, it's easier. I think to, to say we all wanted to do a bunch of squats right now. And this is, I think the beauty of CrossFit People will want to quit on themselves and would quit on themselves much quicker if they look than if they look around and see other people aren't quitting. They're like, I'm going to stick until that person quits. I got three more. I got three more. I got three more, right? I got three more. But by yourself, it's, it's very, very hard. And I think what, what, what a technique would be is to find communities that, um, that can support those initial steps. And then at some point, that value is no longer an external value. It is intrinsic. Um, like I, I don't, I'm going to go to the gym after, after we're done here because I have an exercise today and I know that for the things I want, one, I'm happier. I'm a better, I'm a, for me to, for me to be at my best, that has to be a part of my daily routine. And so it's no long, it's no struggle for me anymore. It is just, it's, it's like brushing it's my like- teeth. It's life. It's just. It's just a part of who I am. Does that? I don't know if that answers. Um, it does a little bit. It's just. It's just something I've been struggling with because I've always been super motivated, and here lately, I'm just not. Just not. You know. What I yeah, mean? yeah. Like I get into this, this brain space, like you said, probably the, the counterproductive thoughts, right? Where I just don't want to do anything. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And so it's just curious to me lately. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I yeah. And uh, just what what separates people that want to do things or, or encourage themselves to do things from people like me that just don't want to. Like, I know there's things I need to do, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, and sometimes, too, I think, I think just, like, like action, action matters. Just, uh, a bit. J- j- just move. I, and I don't mean, like, I mean, like, one, act, one positive step is a, I heard a friend, 
I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Tabata interval. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, 20-second go, 10-second rest. Well, I read some article years ago on the Tabata my day, so it was 10 minutes of an effort, then a five-minute break times eight, which is two hours. And then a friend of mine just told me 10, 10 by two times five. So it's 10 minutes and then a two-minute break five times. And so sometimes I think when, when I'm in that funk, um, like my office is a disaster, let's say. I'm not going to clean the whole thing because I don't have the time. But if I go 10 minutes and I sort all the piles into just stacks, I give 10 minutes or sorting my email, right? I got a thousand emails. I just go 10 minutes at it full on and then break. And then I, then I won't touch it until the next day. The positive feedback of just taking one definitive act is, I think. Kind of sets you up for the next it's, It does. And it, it begins to build uh, um positive feedback loops right so and that's the key i think so i think so well how do people find out more information well we've got um our uh, our website's unleashed at stadiumbowl.org or you can go to kindred souls foundation.org if you facebook i think it's facebook something unleashed at stadium bowl (laughs) facebook slash unleashed at stadium bowl yeah and if you like us um that's one of our primary communication tools we do some really cool videos my buddy tim macieski who's a genius um has filmed our race with uh with a drone and i saw those uh, on youtube they're pretty, they're pretty, pretty good, good aren't they out. yeah um and and we're just about to come out with some some other videos uh, we've got a whole kind of ad campaign that we're going to try to really kind of pushing on this um unifying experience right come out and uh and join us. And well, I think that there's no reason why. I mean, I need to do that. And by this time next year, I'll be ready. Yeah, I think I mean, you're going to lose space, another 26 pounds. Well, thanks, dude. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. I uh, I appreciate it. No, and I would, I would love to. If you guys want to go out, I'll, I'll we'll meet you it. out there. Yeah, it's been great. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com.